A blessed Sunday to all of you. Today is May 9, 2021. No? And to all the moms who are watching, happy Mother's Day. And of course, special mention to the mothers in our couple's life group. Also, I'd like to welcome everyone to UECP's English worship service. A few nights ago, while watching a YouTube channel, I became sad watching the story of this food delivery driver. You know, this driver got an order from his app and went on to buy the food listed. Now, on his way to the place of delivery, the person who ordered suddenly canceled the transaction. Probably shocked and uh, taken aback, the driver sat by the roadside crying. A few moments later, two food delivery driver approached him and asked what happened. Hearing his plight and uh, without second thought, the two other drivers chipped in and bought the food from their fellow comrade. You know, when the first driver was interviewed, he shared about the hardship of life and his desire is to pursue an honest and decent living so that he can provide for his family. You know, during this pandemic, to say that life is hard is an understatement. There are many uncertainties and unforeseen challenges. Yet, you know, what endeared my heart to this food delivery driver is his pursuit in life. There are many pursuits in life, and these pursuits are what motivates and inspires us. These pursuits prevents us from being lazy, being complacent, or making lame excuses. And that's why our pursuit must drive us to our goals. Now, what is your pursuit in life? Some would pursue happiness, others success at work. Some other would pursue more money, more assets, while some would pursue more education. Others may pursue someone to marry. No? You could even pursue a new skill, like playing a new instrument or learning to speak a new language. Now, none of these pursuits that uh, I'm sharing right now are necessarily wrong. But there should be one, the main pursuit that should dominate our Christian life. And that pursuit is, don't just like Christ, but be like Christ. Again, don't just like Christ, but be like Christ. You know, as we continue to learn and grow from Scripture, I am sure that we will discover many words that would need to be properly defined so that we will have a correct interpretation of a passage or teaching. Likewise, there are also theological terms which are not found in Scripture. Trinity, this word is not found in Scripture, but this term is useful, helping us understand the truths about God's Word. Another theological term that we will be learning this morning is progressive sanctification. 
Now, before I explain this, let me segue no? and inform that our UECP YouTube channel, no? under created playlist section, alam nyo ba, our media ministry has a segment called Ask UECP. There, our pastors and elders will clearly explain biblical terms or topics. Hence, I would encourage you to send in your questions, and I am sure they will be delighted to explain and clarify them. Now, going back no, to progressive sanctification, remember, this is not a nosebleed doctrine reserved only for super mature or seasoned Christian. But this teaching is for every Christian, young and old alike. And that's why it's important for us to understand what this term really means, even if it's a bit intimidating. Now, what is progressive sanctification? Let's define them one by one. No? Progressive. No? Progressive means growing in stages, no? developing gradually. Sanctification comes from the verb sanctify, which means to separate or to be set apart. Therefore, sanctification is a process. Ito yung paraan. The means of separating us or setting us apart. From what? From world-likeness to Christ-likeness. And so, if we join these two words together, progressive sanctification, no? this theological term, can simply be defined as growing in Christ-likeness. Now, some of the characteristics no, of growing in Christ-likeness no, are as follows. Number one, this transformation is not instantaneous, no? progressive. So it means what? It is a change for the positive, gradual, and over a period of time. Second, we are active participants. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 12, Paul tells us, In obedience, mga kapatid, no? work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Now, let me clarify. I'm not saying that we can work for our salvation or earn our salvation because salvation can never be earned. No? It is by grace alone, through faith alone, and in Christ alone. But what I mean is we need to work out. No? And in the words of Grover ng Sesame Street, no? we have to exercise. No? Not once in a while, but on a daily basis. The fruit of our salvation. That's active participation. Third, it will never be completed in this lifetime. Proverbs 20 verse 9 says, Who can say, I have made my heart clean? I am pure from my sin. Wala. No? John chap James chapter 3 verse 2, For we all stumble in many ways. And if you say now you don't stumble, no, perfect ka. No? 1 John chapter 1 verse 8, If we say we have no sin, we deceive, our, deceive ourselves and the truth in, is not in us. So, with biblical support that says growing in Christ-likeness can't be completed in this lifetime, 
some wise guy or in our vernacular, mga pilosopo, would counter, no, if we cannot achieve Christ-likeness in our lifetime, then why bother? Wouldn't just that be a waste of time since nobody can be perfect palay? No? So again, let me share with you at least five reasons why we must pursue growing in Christ-likeness. Number one, God is most honored and glorified. So for whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, you do it for God's glory. Second, God wants us to be conformed to the image of His Son. No? According to Romans chapter 8, verse 29, God knew us, and before He made the world, He conformed us to the image of His Son. Third, God's Spirit, the Holy Spirit, will help us to be more like Christ. In, uh, in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate and reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. No? Four, Jesus Christ commands his followers. No? He says it is not enough for a it is enough for a student to be like his teacher and the servant like his master. And finally, Paul strongly encourages to mimic him. Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Don't just like Christ, but be like Christ. Now We've talked about the what and the why of growing in Christ-likeness. Now let's go to the how. How can we faithfully pursue growing in Christ-likeness? No? Well, the first step is to have the right perspective. And let me read this passage to you. Not that I have already obtained this or am already, already perfect, First, we need to have a proper and careful evaluation of our spiritual growth. Paul knew where he was in terms of his spiritual maturity. He also realized the danger of faulty assessment, and that's why he immediately refutes the false claims of certain groups of people in his church. May false claim ba? Unfortunately, meron. The Judaizers taught, no, T-A-U-G-H-T, that perfection may, was possible. Grace plus works. It means, by God's grace, at idadagdag pa natin yung the law of, uh, of uh, following or observing the law of Moses. There's also a second century religious movement called the Gnostics. They also believe that perfection can be achieved by some special form of secret knowledge. Third, would you believe some people in the Philippian church wrongly assume Paul was perfect? So Paul had to immediately extinguish this deadly nonsense by saying, not that I have already obtained this. Now, the question is, ano ba yung this, no? This refers to Christ-likeness. 
In other words, he was saying, saying fellow brothers, no, I haven't arrived at that point of Christ-likeness yet. He also added, not that I am already perfect. Alam nyo ba, in this context, the word perfect talks about a person who is fully mature, who is totally complete. Si Paul, fully mature, totally complete? Of course not. That's why he was quick to point out that in terms of maturity and perfection, he has so much growing left to do. In the vernacular, ang layo pa niya. Marami pang bigas na dapat kainin. Having said that, we need to really reflect and see who's speaking. I mean, this is Paul, the apostle, missionary, church planter, preacher, discipler. Not only that, he was the author of almost half or 13 of the New Testament epistle. You know, my brothers and sisters, if Paul says that he is not there yet, how much more the rest of us? Sadly, today, there are groups erroneously teaching about Christian perfection. There's a view called perfectionism, where people believe that it is possible for a person to reach a state of moral perfection. They have this belief that somehow there's a special work of the Holy Spirit that will give them victory over all kinds of sin. You know, I also read in a Christian journal that there's also a resurgent, resurgence of a 17th century movement called antinomianism. Now, this is on the other end of the spectrum. This group believed that the Christian life can be lived indiscriminately, which means a person is under no binding obligation some moral laws of God. Kahit ano pwede niyang gawin. I remember someone in our Bible study group who shared that his Christian friend, no, may question mark, huh, would boast that it's okay no, to go to clubs, to be promiscuous because once saved, always saved. Church, do not be misled by this foolish belief or teaching. No? Jesus himself says, not everyone who calls me Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father will enter. Many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name cast out demons and in your name perform miracles? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Again, don't just like Christ, but be like Christ. How can we faithfully pursue growing in Christ-likeness? Number one, we need to have the right perspective. Number two, we need to have the right pursuit. Again, let me read the passage. But I pressed on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it on my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind 
and straining forward to what lies ahead, I pressed on towards the goal for the, up, for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Now, this section is a bit long, so we'll do it part by part. First, but I pressed on. You know, let me share with you a secret. Huh? Did you know that the Apostle Paul was a sport fanatic? No? When he uses metaphor, many of them are athletic in nature. He would sometimes use a wrestler, a boxer, but his all-time favorite, a runner. When Paul tells us to press on, I want you to picture this in your mind. A runner running very swiftly so that he can catch someone or something. Now, how can he do that? Of course, he has to quicken his stride. He has to widen his step. He has to strain every inch of his muscle. Moreover, this runner knows that this race is a long race, which means he should be dedicated, determined, and disciplined in running the race set before him. Now, the question is, why was Paul so motivated to press on? No? He retorted, no, he answered, to make it my own, no, I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. The reason why Paul was always motivated to press on to imitate Christ, and if necessary, to be obedient to the point of death, is because Christ Jesus made me his own. And for that matter, no, Jesus Christ made all of us his own. Now, anong ibig sabihin yan? Well, again, picture the idea of a runner. Huh? Runner. The idea is Jesus ran his best to save all that the Father has given him. Now, how did Jesus run his best to save us? No? Well, he suffered. He died. He was crucified. He experienced what it means to be cut off from, the Father, from God's pleasure. He experienced what it means to appease the wrath of God. Jesus ran his best to be the perfect substitute for you and for me, to satisfy the holiness and justice of God. And this was how Jesus ran his best to make us his own. Now, may I suggest na sana we can put this tag, no? Philippians chapter 3, verse 12, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus made me his own in a place where We'll always notice it so that we will continue to press on and run the race with determination, with discipline, and with dedication. I do not consider that I have made it on my own for the second time. Paul reiterated that he has not arrived yet, and there is still more of Christ that he needs to know. Now, Paul was not a hypocrite. However, he recognized that as he runs hard to be more like Christ, the more he sees himself so imperfect, so 
unlike Christ. You know, I always have this uh, sheepish grin no? or yung embarrassed smile. Every time I read yung Romans chapter 7, verse 18 to 19. No? I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. I'm sure all of us can relate to these statements of Paul. Kaya nga, we need to have a holy discontent of our spiritual condition. Similar to what Jesus said in his sermon on the mount, blessed are those who humble themselves, who are poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. I want you to remember this. Only those who recognize the need to eliminate sin will progress. Only those who wants to cultivate Christian living will grow. Alam nyo bakit? Because they are much more aware and sensitive of their sin. And they are humblest before the Holy God. Next, forgetting what lies behind. Now, Paul not only presses on on a daily basis, he not only admitted that he has not arrived yet, but he needs to have what I would call spiritual amnesia. Ano na naman yan? What's that? No? Let's go back to the metaphor of the runner. No? Now, when a runner runs a race, he cannot look back or look on his shoulder. No? Why? Because he will lose speed. He, it will shorten his stride. And maybe he will lose his balance and sense of direction. So he has to keep on looking forward. But the truth is, it's going to be difficult to look ahead unless we forget what lies behind. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, to forget what lies behind is not forgetting the spirit, spiritual truth or lessons that we have learned. To forget what lies behind is not forgetting the faithfulness and mercies of God. But there are two particular things that we need to forget. Past failures or sins. Past victories or successes. For Paul, he will not look back on those two because it will only drag and slow him down. Now, what are some past failures or sins ni Paul? Well, if you remember, he was a persecutor of the church. He harassed and killed Christian. Remember, he was a willing participant when Stephen was stoned to death. How about us? Are there past failures or sins that hinders your growth towards Christ-likeness? Alam natin, we know that sin is sin, and we cannot disregard or take sin for granted. But we also need to remember the words of the Apostle John who says, if we confess our sins, our God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Again, remember this. 
There is no sin too great for God's grace. There is no sin too great for God's grace. Now, living on past successes or victories can also slow us down. Paul has a lot of achievement. Like I said, diba? he is a church planter. He planted many churches. He wrote 13 epistles. He was a very good discipler and mentor. And even if you look back in Philippians chapter 3, verse 5 to 6, he wrote about his impressive credentials. But you know what? He considered them worthless, rubbish. Let me ask you, are there any past victories or successes that we need to forget? We have to remove all those encumbrances. Lahat ng pampabigat. We need to move forward because living in past victories and successes breeds what? Self-dependence. It breeds an unhealthy self-confidence. Yung sobrang believe sa sarili. No? And it will even cause us to be less prayerful because we will rely on our past triumphs and techniques. Now, I am sure that when I talk about past failures and past successes, there are a lot of things that could flash through your mind. May I warn you, if you cannot look beyond them, it's like having a heavy steel ball chained in your ankle. It's going to slow your growth. Straining forward to what lies ahead. Now, what comes to my mind is this short clip from Rocky. No? Again, picture a runner. Tignan natin si Rocky. Stretching every inch no, of his muscle, pumping his arms, head leaning forward to reach the finish line. He is not relaxing. He is not taking his sweet, sweet time, but he keeps on pushing and pushing himself towards the finish line, towards the goal. Now, towards the goal or towards the mark. Mark means the runner is always looking at his target. He is in tunnel vision, no? and he is focused and zeroing in towards that finish line. No? For what? Well, the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. That's his ultimate goal. Receiving the prize no? in terms of destination, upward, heavenward. In terms of the source of the call, God in Christ Jesus. You know, at the end of our respective races, indulge me one more time with Rocky. No? Picture this runner raising his hands after he crosses the finish line. No? Yes. No? And seeing his master no? telling him, well done, good and faithful servant. No? You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Don't just like Christ, no? but be like Christ. How can we faithfully grow in Christ-likeness? 
Number one, have the right perspective. Number two, have the right pursuit. No? And last but not the least, have the right precept. Let me read the last two passages. Let those of us who are mature think this way. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. Finally, Paul gave two different instructions to two groups of people. Let those of us who are mature think this way. Now, this first group were those who has or have the same mindset like Paul. To them, Paul gave them this instruction. Think this way. It means that they should remain or stay under the same old truths and they should remain or stay under the same old teaching of Jesus, which the believers received from Paul himself. They must not be amazed by some new doctrines no, or teaching. Remember how Paul no, uh, rebukes the Galatians? No? I'm so amazed, no? Nasyak ako sa inyo that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. You know, whether in the past or in the present, what's troubling is how Christians are easily led astray in living their Christian life. I want you to remember this, no? The most destructive danger in the church is not atheism or pagan religions. The most destructive danger in the church is the danger from inside, the danger from within. Christian movements who accepts doctrines that are unscriptural, yung wala sa Bible, and would say it's harmless, boy pai haila, no? Warning. A little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. Warning. It only takes one person among you to infect others. Warning. It only takes a single false idea to undermine God's grace and poison our whole system of belief. A reminder to our life group leaders, we need to keep watch of the flock that the Lord has entrusted to us. We need to be observant. We need to be discerning, especially those in the group who are gullible to the latest doctrinal trend. Those who are fascinated no, at the latest emphasis given by some sensational or famous YouTube pastor or speaker. No? And you, but nowadays, authority, influence, credibility comes in the form of what? Nako, million million yung tweets niyan. Million million yung followers niya. No? Million million yung mga likes and subscriber niya. Do you know that itong mga to, you can buy this online? Anyway, I personally no, know of some pastors or Christians who have succumbed and departed from the old, reliable truth. It was not immediate, but what happened was they slowly accepted new doctrines. They gradually 
adhere to a more liberal teaching because they thought wala namang masamang mag-test. The truth slowly eroded from them and before they knew it, they have wandered afar. The prophet Jeremiah warned no, the people of Judah. Sabi niya, stand by the roads and look and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it. Sadly, the people of Judah did not listen. But I pray that you and I will not make the same mistake. Right teaching leads to right living. Wrong direction leads to a wrong destination. Lastly, no, he also said to this other group of people, if anything you, th you think otherwise, God will reveal it to you. Again, no, there was this first group who has the same mindset as Paul. There's this other group, those who think otherwise. Paul says to them, God will reveal it to you. Paul was a very experienced no, and veteran pastor, and he knew, he knew that not all the believers in the church would have shared the same mindset as his. And so his message to them, wait, and you will hear the same message from God. No? Antayin nyo na si God na lang magsabi sa inyo. You might ask, no? how will God reveal it to them? Well, God may reveal it to them through the Holy Spirit. No? Because the Bible says, the Holy Spirit will convict us of our sin, righteousness, and justice. God may even reveal it to them through His Word. Because God's Word is truth. And His Word will last and will stand forever. And if necessary, God may even reveal to them through discipline. For the Lord disciplines those He loves, and He punishes each one He accepts as His child. In closing, Paul says, Only let us hold on, hold true to what we have attained. I remember during the time of Pastor Lazarus and Pastor Willie, no? when writing actual letters in actual paper are, were still very common. And at the end of the letter, they would add PS, no? postscript, no? which means an afterthought no? or some thoughts that came after the letter was completed. The word only here, can also be understood as such. One last thing. No? Last na, last na talaga. Hold true to what we have attained. Church, one last thing. Last na, last na rin talaga. Live by the same standard that the Word of God teaches us. Live by the same standard that the Bible commands us to do. And like in a race, we should keep running in our lane so that we will not be disqualified and we will finish our race triumphantly and honorably. In summary, my brothers, no? Ah, not in summary. Tapusin ko lang muna to. So we need to be consistent. We have to stay the course. The road may be narrow, 
The path may be difficult, but the way leads to life. And so, yan. In summary, my brothers and sisters, always remember our greatest pursuit: growing in Christ-likeness. Have the right perspective. Have the right pursuit. Have the right precept. Don't just like Christ, but be like Christ. Allow me to end itong message natin with some helpful and practical tips on how to cultivate no, growing in Christ-likeness. Of course, it is very essential for us no, to always no, read God's Word, immersing ourselves daily in the absolute truth of His Word. Second, prayer. Let us always fight our greatest battles on our knees. Do you know why Satan wants to stop us from praying? Because he knows that our praying will stop him. Trials and suffering. No, no the trial and suffering is not an elective course, but a required course in our Christian life. You know, in my COVID-19 experience, no, what God taught me. It's not about what God can do, but who God is in the midst of my trials. You know, during my quarantine and isolation, God was always teaching and teaching me. No? Benson, why are you so afraid? Why do you have no faith in me? No? Those, were, those were really no, teaching moments for me as I experience and I develop a much more intimate relationship with God. And last but not the least, accountability partner. We need to have a satellite of accountability partner. We need to be a Paul, but at the same time be a Timothy. No? Be a discipler, but more so be a disciple. Again, no? don't just like Christ, but be like Christ. Let us pray. Our gracious, our loving, our awesome Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for your words that give life. We thank you for your words that gives hope. And Lord, my prayer is that you indeed incline our hearts to your words. I also pray, Lord, that you truly open our spiritual eyes as we have heard your word. I pray also, Lord, that as we decide to follow what you have spoke, uh, how, uh, how your Holy Spirit has sp speak in us, I pray, Lord, that we will, have, we will not have an undivided heart and mind, but, Lord, be focused on following what you have asked us to do. And last but not the least, Lord, I pray that you would grant peace, that you would grant contentment, that you would grant us satisfaction as we rest in your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.